Hello, everybody. We are those guys you hate. Welcome to the show that encourages you to be your best self by not being like us. My brother and I hopelessly search for nuance as we wade through wacky segments and crazy conversations. If you can withstand the insanity, you might actually learn something. Tyler, what are you going to be discussing this week? Ryan, on this week's show, I have become the victim of my own segment, and I need to be called out for it. And we have a very rare, historical happy death day. What about you, Ryan? Tyler, this week I play a weird little game called Celebrity Mashups, and I try to discuss the idea of us all having secret biases. Mm. Biases. 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 Biasi. Find out which one we pick as we start the show. People don't want to work anymore, Tyler. What the hell? It's bullshit. <laughs> what, what bothers me is that I am the OG of this stuff. I have not wanted to work since uh, <laughs> before it was cool. Uh, yeah, back when they were just calling people like me a bum. Yes. Back before it was cool, as you said. Yes, exactly. Now you're just a standard American person. That's, <laughs> and, 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 that's such bullshit. And this is going on around the world, is it not? I, uh, I have not done per use mm -hmm. any research is this going on around the world what is going on where people have decided i no longer want to work can you stop saying that because what? that's not the case oh have i been fooled by no, fake news i think it's a difference in perspective i think that if people corporations that are right now i'm going full oh, bernie boy. sanders right here uh, <laughs> full bernie tyler <laughs> is lean back in a foldable chair he's holding on to some mittens uh, you know what i'm going full bs okay All right, get Let's, ready for me per usual Again, if people, if corporations that are currently posting record profits just paid a living wage, people wouldn't mind working. So is that what it is? People finally, what, what's the correlation between quarantine and people finally saying, hey, I don't think that I'm being treated properly as an employee. Did you see the way that they were being treated during quarantine? where we got to keep these profits going. So let's make sure we send the people who work at the fast food restaurants, send them out there without masks, uh, college football, make sure we get these kids back on the field. It was never more apparent how it was all about profits and not people than during quarantine. And it is simply built since then. A lot of those curtains have fallen where people who used to operate under the guise of, hey, we care about you very much, but let's all be on the same team pulling the same rope mm -hmm. that that has now the veil has been lifted and it's like, fuck you, get your ass in there. It's so very First rare word of the show. It's so very rare to see a corporation go, Hey, we care about you. Here's more money. Yes. This thing that helps you exist. Here's more of that. My little canary in the coal mine. Here's a few pentance. Well, and I think that we're seeing it just in so many places and it's just becoming common in terms of I went, into a McDonald's. When's the last time you've walked into a McDonald's? I prefer it. Oh God, going inside, sure. what that would do to my reputation? Sure. No way. I like to look them right in the face so they know I'm waiting for you, brother. And I did not get my sweet and sour sauce. Let's chop chop. Well, I've gone through the drive-through so much so often that I've actually considered wearing disguises <laughs> as I go through because I know they recognize me and they give me that face like, oh, you're coming back here? Sir, oh. that French fry is not a mustache. And you actually have... A mustache. So that is a terrible, not as blonde though. Um, here's the thing. If you go into a McDonald's now, you order from a kiosk. They have yeah. a, a uh, cash register at the very front that is totally unmanned. The one that is closest to our house when you walk in is a wall that is protecting the employees from having to look at customers, mm. which in my job, I would like, but when I am a customer, I do not like that. Sure. We get I want to talk to you, Miguel, get over here <laughs> more and more separated by the day. And, and we're just becoming that it's just becoming normalized. It's just becoming how we are. And I wonder what effect that's going to have on life as we know it. Well, and we also have to, the, the, the illusion that immigrants are coming to take your job is I like to think fallen away. What's really taking our jobs is automation. Things are becoming automated. As you just said, these jobs that were cash register, there's always a person. Robots, the ultimate immigrant. 
We got to build a wall, Tyler. <laughs> well, technically, I think those machines were born here, so those are American machines. Japan would like to talk to you, Tyler. <laughs> I th- yeah, or South Korea. Yes. Yeah, I, uh, I, I. as things become more and more automated, there's less and less jobs. I think that stands to reason. Okay, I guess so. I And, and somebody's going to need to keep an eye on these monitors. We're going to need a monitor monitor. But uh, well, I don't I think know. that's the point of monitors is for eyeballs to be on them. Tyler, just relax a little <laughs> bit. When George Orwell told us this was going to happen, he didn't say we were going to have to pay for the screens. Yeah. My name is Ryan. And my name is Tyler. And we are deeply worried about our world. <laughs> What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? I don't think I I did that right. This is Those Guys You Hate, a podcast of two brothers just loving on each other and everybody standing back and watching and being like, is this appropriate? To my left is my brother, Tyler, one of those guys just mashing into me. How are you doing, Tyler? The answer is always no, Ryan. The answer is is never no. Never appropriate. Sure, a little bilf on bilf action. Tyler... I want to play a game today that we have not played in quite some time, and I'm going to explain to you how this came to be, okay? All right. Are you ready to go on a merry little ride with me? Uh, this isn't another get-in where I have to get into a sinking pontoon boat, do not, I? No, 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 no. We're no. going to make this one much easier. Okay. Did you hear about the giant NBA trade that took place that kind of put off-kilter the rest of the trades moving forward? I know that this is a, a you're going to point to a different thing. No, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say uh, Rudy Gobert was is the trade I'm thinking. That of. is exactly what oh, I'm talking okay. about. Rudy, Rudy Gobert. Wait, yeah. hold on. I'm going to do this in a newsy voice. Okay. Utah Jazz All-Star Sunny Rudy Gobert is headed to Minnesota this offseason in a blockbuster trade. Hey, you've heard about that. I'd, I'd say people who aren't sports fans have no clue who Rudy Gobert is. Rudy Gobert. The guy who started COVID-19. Do I have that correct? <laughs> no, you don't. He's always in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, that did not do uh, great things uh, for relations within the locker room. For those sure. who don't know, Rudy Gobert, at the very, very beginning of COVID, when people were still saying like, oh, uh, it's the flu, don't worry about it. Sure. He was in an interview and as a joke, tapped all the microphones, like saying, hey, I'm not worried about it. And then subsequently it was found out he got COVID. Not subsequently, <laughs> immediately subsequently. <laughs> just the saying. moment he touched that microphone, his head exploded in fire. You don't know that he had, didn't already have it, but if he did, that means he spread it to each that individual is, microphone. Boop, one for you. <laughs> boop, one for you. So now here's the thing. He was just traded to Minnesota yeah. and it, for so much that it totally put the NBA in a spin. If, if this guy's worth this, then how much is this guy worth? Blah, blah, blah. None of that matters. Okay? It, it, it literally shifted the market. Sure. That's hard to do. That's I was looking for smart words to say it, and I couldn't come up with it. None of that matters to me. Okay. The only thing that matters to somebody with a brain like me is <laughs> Rudy Gobert, the elusive name that is a three-word sentence. Rudy Gobert. Okay? Rudy Gobert. Right. Okay. So sure. I, now forgive me. And I know this is ridiculous, but it, it, it got my juices flowing. I, it, I started working. I was, I was steeping in my, my aforementioned juices. Please Tyler. stop saying juices. So because, many juices. Because the only way that I can think of how this could be a sentence is if you are telling Rudy Gobert to Rudy, go be a bear in the gay community. No. Go fuck some twink somewhere. I'm glad you said that. And we're going I'm to discuss sure you it are. on a little segment called celebrity mashups now do you remember disney mashups i do okay so this is that same kind of thing but instead we're using celebrity names okay (laughs) so i'm going to teach you how to play this game and then we're going to come back to it as the show goes on okay with rudy gobert so if i say to you tyler when this nba center goes to the beach he doesn't want to get an awkward tan the correct response is I, I don't Rudy know. Gobert, Tyler. <laughs> Rudy Gobert. So you understand what I'm saying? You understand he doesn't want to get an awkward tan. I got it. Rudy I got Gobert. It. I got okay. It. Wow. Why did I go to him fucking a twink? That's a weird. Tyler. Weird not thing everything that I did. is about a guy fucking a twink. I just, mo- just most things. Just most things. So I'm gonna give you one more, and then we can move on because you're doing terribly so far, <laughs> Tyler. All right. I can't disagree. Now this B-list actress 
is going to get your child support one way or another, Tyler. Okay. Let me say that one more time because I laughed. Right. This actress is going to get your child support one way or another. Who is that actress, Tyler? I don't know. Tell me. Jennifer Garner, your wages. <laughs> What? What? That's terrible. What don't you understand about it, Tyler? I get it. Okay, I put a lot of work into that. You insulting it makes me unhappy. We'll talk about it on the Depression Index. Jennifer Garner, your wages, I'm so bro. Glad this is free. No one cares. You don't. We'll know send what you your money back. What the Depression Index is is a machine that I built with my hands very poorly, and it's Jennifer Garner, your motherfucking wages, Tyler. What don't you understand? The only way we can justify what we're doing as entertainment is the fact that we give it away for free. That's I. It. Don't understand what you're saying, Tyler, because I have six more of these and I need you to get on board. Jennifer Garner, your wages. It's so stupid. You don't, dude, you don't understand what you You want to work this into the stand-up set? We'll talk about it. I don't see how. What's your depression index, you? All you do is naysay, Tyler. All you do is naysay. You're like a horse. At least you got a good laugh out of me. Thank you. Ryan, this week, my theme is in a daze. I can't tell you what kind of uh, shock I went into during, or maybe before, during, and specifically after my stand-up session. And I just want everybody to know sometimes things can be so emotionally draining that you're literally hung over um, a few days afterwards. That's very interesting that you say that because when I brought up Tyler tried to stand up for the first time bravely last Tuesday, did a great job. Uh, really, one of the reasons that I want to bring it up was that I haven't seen you in a couple days. And mm -hmm. I was wondering almost like what you're addressing right now. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It has been, uh, it's been tough. The thing is, is I prepped myself so much for the actuals getting up on stage because of course, how could you not focus on that aspect of it? I wasn't prepared for the stress and the deep, deep shock I was going to fall into when it came to watching the video afterwards. Oh, wow. It, it, it was such a challenge for me, and I did it on- Oh, I, I could understand that. Yeah, I did a stand-up. I did the stand-up on Tuesday. Today, we are recording on Saturday. I did not watch it until this morning. Wow. Which is how scared I was of it. And as I watched it, I was trembling head to toe in my bed. I will tell you this, Tyler. I have done two best man speeches. I have done- uh, presided over a wedding as sure. the minister one time. Mm -hmm. Sinister I've, minister. I, I did the speech at Michael's uh, wedding. Mm -hmm. I have never watched a single video of any of it. I, I know exactly what you mean because I, I worry that I would be such a hard critic on myself, which I, I am on a daily basis. Sure. I, I know my own work. Yeah, and that's what I was, that's what I was experiencing there, but I had fallen into a funk afterwards and I actually, this is speaks to my progress. I knew exactly what it was that was holding me back. I'm like, I have to watch this video or else I'm going to be in this depressive funk for the foreseeable future. No, I, I felt the same way with all of those that I, I just mentioned. Sure. I said, fuck it, let's do this thing. Man. Sure. What, you think you could beat me? I'll kick your ass, me. Think you're better than me? Like, you think me's better than me? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this week, just say that there is such a thing as an emotional hangover. Some things that we push ourselves to do can be so scary that all the adrenaline that we experience were literally hung over uh, following that event. I think a lot of people don't have the awareness that you do, and I think a lot of people are consistently in an emotional hangover. I I, I know that I Shock. was and probably is grammatically incorrect, but you understand what I'm saying. Uh, because I'm not a professional, I can't what? I can't point to anything, but I can I would make the argument that most people are in shock without realizing it. Most when, people When you are, say that, mm -hmm. I think that people think that you're a snowflake loon. Well, both things can be true. Sure. I, I happen to agree with you as another snowflake loon. Yeah. Do you find do you find difficulty in ever sitting down? Is it always anxiety if you spend too much time sitting down? Or the opposite, do you find it difficult to stand up and go act and do things? Maybe it's shock. I can't stop, Tyler. I can't stop running on this rat wheel. So this week, Ryan, I'm going to say I am at, you know what, man? I'm at a three because maybe I don't Liar. feel like I'm at a three. I fucking did it, bro. You I crushed? fucking Tyler, did it. Tyler, I- That's all that matters. I know we have weird tones in our brotherhood or father-son. <laughs> sure. I was very proud of you, man. Thank you, I, man. Honestly, Thank you. I, I, I thought that you crushed it just going through that day. I could feel the tension in the house. In, even in myself, I wanted to see you do well, and I, I think you did a really great job. Yeah, and thankfully, I'm, and this is the last More thing I'll say. More about me, though, next time. I am thankful to say that it, 
I'm glad, and there's a part of me that's glad I didn't get the standing ovation. Oh my God, he was amazing because where the fuck do you go from there? It was a very mediocre laugh that I got at certain parts of my standup. And I think that's great. I think that's I, a great place to start. I, I think the idea of getting back up there and doing it again is a beautiful thing. And I'm proud of you, buddy. And terrifying. I'm at a three, Ryan. Spin One, it. two, yeah. three. Oh, diatribe oh, over. Gross. I believe that now is the right time to gay it up, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I have had this thought for such a long time. I'm just going to whip it out. I'm going to slap it on the table. I've asked you to step down. And, we'll, <laughs> and then we'll talk about it. Uh, I will only be able to get what I want when I don't want it anymore. What do you, mm. what do you take from that? I will only be able to get what I want when I don't want it anymore. That's, uh, man, I'm scared to say, but I will say it. That's pretty deep. Thank you. Uh, but That's I my nickname, by the way. I <laughs> pretty deep? Yeah, pretty he's deep. He's not V-deep, he's yeah, just pretty deep. He's deep-ish. <laughs> like a pizza in Chicago. <laughs> he's deep-ass. <laughs> Quite the abyss, this young man. Well, I think it, it I mean, obviously we're talking about the, the feeling of want and asking ourselves, why do we want these things? Sure. What pulls me towards these things and why do I want them? And are the things that I want truly that important? And I Absolutely. think when we shift that feeling of want and really figure out what's important to us, um, the things that we want shift and the things that we want uh, start, I would say, gravitating towards us almost. Well, this is the way that it comes to me and, and has been for years. I and I'm sure this probably doesn't come through on this podcast, have been in such deep pursuit of other people's acceptance. One of the things that I think truly draws you in on someone, and perhaps this is universal, you know, as well, is somebody's confidence, somebody who's not looking for your acceptance, somebody who can generate that acceptance, dare I say love, inside of themselves. And if you don't get it, that's on you. Like, I, if you don't feel that way, I understand, but I, I do. Mm -hmm. And so I've always felt that the way for me to gain the acceptance of people like I've always wanted is for me not to need it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. In the cosmic sense, it'd be like, be your own perpetual son. You don't need the warmth of others anymore. You, you love yourself. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. To become the person that I've always tried to pretend to be. I think this term is thrown around so much, but I'm truly getting a grasp on what it means to, to really love yourself. I was on this last vacation that we just went on and I was talking to Mr. Michael, our, our older brother. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I'm betraying any confidences here by oh, telling me, them. he said, I've been talking to a therapist recently yeah. and, I, and yeah. I had this breakthrough. I'm not a piece of shit. And that's not saying I love myself. That's not saying, <clears throat> yuck. That's not, really wedged in there deep, Tyler. That's not saying I love myself. That's not saying I accept every part of me, but it's the beginning of that. And and, and I really, really, uh, I think that's a beautiful journey. And, and, and I feel like I'm saying something that everybody throws around. Love yourself. Your own, you know, relationship with yourself is the most important relationship. All of these things that we all, it's just platitudes that we throw around. And also it's so deeply true. Well, the golden rule, treat others how Pee you- on people. You- I'm, I'm sorry, Tyler. I, I'm really uncomfortable. That that just shot out of me. Yeah, in, yeah. In a, in a Much stream. like when you try sure, to pee on sure. people. And, and, and when I get like that, I make sophomoric jokes. Yeah. So forgive yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're in luck. I have sure. more. Wonderful. Puns now. Pee pee. <laughs> just go on. Say what you're saying. Rescue me. If you, I know. No, no, no. This is, I don't want to rescue you from the consequences of your actions. You must learn no, from this. Normally, I just keep going uh -huh. and yeah. I will I will sit here I'll rub my nose in it sure. I, I've made release a, valve release I've, valve I've made a mistake in the house and I'm sorry I uh, much like the golden rule you've heard it a thousand times treat others how you wish to be treated it has become trite at this point but only because it makes sense it has been said so many times because the point rings so true sure but no matter how true something might be as I said you say it enough times people begin to roll their eyes at it and I think that's where we are with love yourself yeah, you hear it again and again and again. It's to a lot of people, hey, that's a lot easier said than done. I almost, I would have been at a point in my life where I would tell you, fuck you. Like, love myself. How am I supposed to do that? Well, it's a journey, like I said, and some of the simplest truths in life are the hardest to understand. This 
week. I, I've had a crazy week. There's a lot of Poetic. stuff going on in my personal life that is uprooting me, and I've never handled it better. This adversity that's going on, I'm hanging in there. Uh, Good for I, you. I'm at a five this week. One, yeah. two, three, four, five, Tyler. I was going to be at a seven, but that gay guy calling me the deep just brought me right back out. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and just to top that off, he really helped me out, too, because he used he used me as a as a prop when he called me out. And it really got those, as you so eloquently put it, got those juices flowing. Juices are simmering. <laughs> and and, I think and it, it really did help a lot. And I think that it helps that a lot of those people ha- are in that theater all the time. You're in a room of friends. Sure. You're part of the people who are just hanging out as opposed to an outsider. Yeah, definitely. All right, Tyler, hit me up on your happy death day. It is that time again. Happy Death Day. Tell the people what Happy Death Day is. Happy Death Day is when somebody unfortunately dies. Mm -hmm. Tyler and I party on their grave. (laughs) We order some pizzas. We we, we give them the golden rule, Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I guess we're changing what the golden rule means. that, Abraham Lincoln. We're bringing it back. That's it. It is not what we dance at somebody's grave. It is what we celebrate somebody's life. After they have died. Oh, is that tr- is that what it is? That's how it works. I gotta start paying attention, man. We've only discussed it a thousand times, One hundred and twenty-seven times. Ryan, a very rare historical happy death day. This week in history, William Henry McCarty Jr., a.k.a. The guy who invented that rum. Billy the Kid, right? Oh, Billy the Kid. Billy the Kid died this week in 1881. What's his name again? His real name is William Henry McCarty. Stick with Billy the Kid. That's uh, absolutely y- your marketing is going to go a lot better with Billy TK. <laughs> so wait a minute, he's BTK. I that wow. How about that, that is true. Wow. Before it was Chilling. cool. Before it was was cool. it cool? Did it ever get cool to be BTK? That son of a bitch. Better than it was in uh, whenever he was running around. Born in New York City in 1859 and orphaned at a young age, he would grow to become the second most famous American outlaw in history, behind Jesse James Ryan. Okay, Jesse James and the Younger Gang. And if you don't believe me. The highest bounty ever placed on Billy the Kid was $500. No small amount of money in 1800s. I was going to say, have you looked that up adjusted to inflation? Jesse James had a $10,000 bounty on his head, which in today's money, I looked that up. $700 billion. <laughs> No, but it would be $290,000 right now. Two hundred and ninety. That's actually less than I would have expected. But still a shitload of money. What if it was in euros? He got his first murder under his belt. How am I supposed to answer that? I'm not doing good, but I'm going to get back on track. But you try and really, it really warms my heart. Thank you so much. I'm still trying to figure out if you're trying. I am trying something. He got his first murder under his belt at the young age of 17. What were you doing at the age of 17? Wow, dude. He's like one of those, those kids that can play Beethoven at five. That's incredible. Except at 17. What were you doing when you were 17? Um, Mescaline. He died at the age. You look great. Thank you. He died at the age of 21 from gunshot wounds inflicted by a sheriff. Makes sense. And the widespread story is his kill count was in the 20s, but it was actually somewhere around eight, which is still six more than I've got. So how can I complain? Now that's impressive. You're that absolutely is impressive. right. Uh, I feel like life back then kind of tough. So Very that right. difficult. Kind of tough. Very difficult. And what is the statute of limitations on when I'm allowed to make fun of how somebody looks? Because I can tell you why he got into the criminal lifestyle. BTK? He wasn't doing hospitality at the time. I'll His headshots did not pop the way that you need them to. It wasn't great, but this is a happy death day and I shouldn't be insulting the target of a happy death day. It sounds day. to me like he's not a good dude. <laughs> I mean, like, what are we celebrating? It was a tough time and he, he was a historical figure, Ryan. Okay. That's what we're celebrating. Oh. Okay, we'll put him in the same, you know, pantheon as Marjorie Stoneman Douglas. You guys hang out, have a sandwich together. (laughs) Booker T. Washington (laughs) and Billy the Kid. That's exactly right. (laughs) BTK, Billy the Kid, happy death day. Nice. BTK keeps it rolling, Tyler. I love it. One of the rare ones where we just start insulting the target of our celebration. Again, 
I don't know that this guy deserves our praise. I haven't done a lot of research on on the OG BTK, but he sounds like a criminal and somebody who killed people for no reason. Well, we celebrate life during that segment, and I'm wondering, is it so long ago that it's okay? It's a historical figure. It's He hasn't hurt anybody in my family. So could you say the same thing about, I don't know, I'll just pick out a random historical figure out. Adolf Hitler, Who's Tyler? Albert Hitler? <laughs> Lesser known cousin. Not as bad of a dude. No, that's too soon, Ryan. All right, Tyler. Way, way too soon. I, I took us on a long trip for no reason. I, very quickly, I want to talk to you about something that is actually real, so change your tone. Hmm. As I said, I was talking to a stand-up comedian friend of mine, the only person that I'm close with who is a regular stand-up comedian. His name is JJ. We work together. Hilarious. Love working with him. Love that guy. Also- performs at the rival theater of the one that you did. That so you don't know the name of. I Stop saying that, Tyler. <laughs> but here's the thing. He talked to me about the theater, so he was obviously very aware of it. Sure. And yeah. this theater in particular was in Little Haiti, correct? Okay. Uh, the one that we went to. Yes, it's called uh, the Villain Theater. It is in Little Haiti. Yes, yeah, you have to go. Yes, you're absolutely right. It is in Little Haiti. Right, so as we were talking about it, and J.J., happens to be black. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I bring it up is because it's relevant to the story. Mm -hmm. Now, as he and I were discussing it, as we were talking about it, I found myself being very careful when describing to him the neighborhood, almost as if I felt like I was trying to choose my words very carefully. Mm -hmm. Now, do you understand what it is I'm talking about? Yes, because you didn't want to say to a black man that you were in a black neighborhood. That may have, may have made you a little uncomfortable. I didn't think of it that simple. Ah. And I think that it's necessary to explain the parameters of JJ and I are very close. We joke about everything. He's a stand-up comedian. Now, unlike this place where you performed, they came out and said, make sure you don't say anything racist. Make sure you don't say anything homophobic. Sure. Make sure you don't say anything transphobic. Just don't say something that'll make us pull you off of stage. We don't want you going up on stage and ranting. Well, one of those guys, his whole stand-up was just political views that nobody laughed at whatsoever. Yes. It was super uncomfortable. Yes. You're the, bad at this. The stuff. older gentleman with the orange shirt, they looked like he was uh, uh, casual hiking, basically. And he also had a, a mustache that was just totally unnecessary. I, I don't want to make fun of anybody's appearance. I was going to say, what is unnecessary? He chose that. <laughs> He chose that. But unnecessary is not it looks bad or it doesn't fit his face. Unnecessary. Unnecessary because I understood his political leanings based solely on the facial hair coming from underneath his nose. Did they align with yours? No. <laughs> no, they did not, Tyler. So why is it? Like I almost felt as I was talking to him, the reason that I bring all that up is because his theater does not feel that way. They are of the belief that, hey, comedy is a safe space. Free speech. You should be allowed to say what you want, deal with the repercussions. We may come up and beat the shit out of you. So, so he and I have very open conversations. I found myself, almost I felt like as if I was hiding secret biases. And the reason why I bring that up is because I don't believe that I do have any secret biases. Why is there that wall there for, for somebody like me who thinks of myself as a very open-minded, uh, somebody who is behind seeing other people from different places? It, it, you, even now, I'm tap dancing here, trying to say all the right things. Look, I swear I'm not racist. Why is that in me, Tyler? Explain it to me. Why do you say I'm not a racist? Nobody would ever want to think no. of themselves as a racist or as ignorant. I, I don't think of myself as being a racist in any form or fashion. Sure. I'm worried as I'm talking to him about being in a, in a tough neighborhood and in all the things that were going on around us of saying something that I'm going to like, you know, subconsciously, like I'm going to say something and it's going to come off the wrong way as somebody who I think of myself as a very accepting person. Mm -hmm. So what I, I, I don't even know specifically what I want to talk about here other than kind of, you know, uh, forgive we, me. We, I have a response to what you're saying. We live in a world now where we're realizing, Hey, maybe we should be a little bit more open-minded towards other people's cultures. Sure. And within that open-mindedness is saying, Hey, I don't want to say something that would offend this other right. person, especially somebody that I care about. Sure. So it's not, Hey, I don't want to say anything Hateful because I'm not a hateful person, but that's the way conversation works, especially with people from different cultures. 
I could say something that could be perceived as offensive. Sure. And I don't want to do that to somebody that I love. Well, I started working with, at, at another restaurant that I worked at, a man who lived his life dressed as a woman. What, what are we calling that now? I'm, I'm Cross-dresser. Not... Is that true? Yeah, of course. Oh, They're okay. cross-dressers. Okay, cross-dresser. Yeah, there you sure. go. I wasn't sure. And I felt the same thing. This woman also happened to be black, but I, I found myself doing the same thing where I wanted to portray myself as an ally. Mm. And almost by doing that, I felt like I was coming across awkwardly. I was coming across in a, I don't know. I felt myself trying to almost, this was years ago before mm. all this stuff was on the front sure. line, almost sure. prove myself. And I, I, I stepped back and said, what, what are you doing here? Yeah. Bro? What's going on? Yeah, and obviously know that it has nothing to do with that person. Right. It's just you want to prove to yourself, look how not hateful I am. And I think that's something that we all have in us. It's it's wanting to show somebody that you're on the same team when you see that person going through a struggle. You want to support. Sure. You know? Also, just as awkwardly as I possibly could have. Oh, absolutely. And, and I think that we have so much discourse on the show that is, for a lack of a better term, Woke, mm -hmm. you and I have liberal viewpoints on a lot of things. So I thought- Speak for yourself, Pinko. I thought that this was something that would be interesting to call myself out on. What is it that I have rolling around in there that I'm worried about escaping? You know what I mean? I don't, but I but I don't see it like that. I don't- You know what I'm saying. I, I'm, no, pa I'm painting a picture. But I, but I think that that's important. Is it is it coming from a place of I'm worried that I'm going to say something uh, uh, offensive because it is within me? Or is it, I'm worried that I'm going to say something offensive just because our cultures are different and something may get miscommunicated. Misconstrued. Yeah. But I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. we all have hidden biases inside of us. Absolutely. Get caught off in traffic. You will hate whatever ethnicity is behind that steering wheel. Fucking Even if white person. Oh my God. Hey, crack ass cracker. <laughs> Go eat some more mayonnaise. <laughs> Right? I guess. Is that a, I think Miracle Whip is more specific and offensive. That's what I call my car. And, and that's it, Tyler. I don't really have anywhere else to go with that. I just thought that it was an interesting situation that I, I, I thought maybe we could get a little bit of content out of. I don't know if you would have the answer to this, but was this a person who was... Is this a person who transitioned to a woman or is this just a dude that was wearing women's clothes? At the time, I did not check, but I'm under the belief structure that there was a penis still involved. This was way too serious. Inappropes. And inappropes. So I'm going to fix it with some more celebrity mashups. All right, Tyler, are it's you- better, better be better than the last. Jennifer, garnish your wages, <laughs> we heard Tyler. You. I don't think you get it. Okay, you're not making me feel confident moving into this question. This is one of the most notable actors in history begging you to stay at this exact speed, Tyler. I have no idea. Tom Cruise control. <laughs> no? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, you know thank what? you. Yes. Tyler, please come to my side. Yes. This is sure. all I have is wordplay and, and vague racism, Tyler. So please support me. Thank God for the vagueness. Now, before we go <laughs> on break, I just need to know about this one quarterback Tyler this one I mean one of the most prolific quarterbacks in NFL history tells your unit to get into defensive positions who are we talking about Tyler <laughs> I don't effing know Peyton Manning your stations <laughs> uh, that actually makes sense <laughs> I was gonna say that's appropriate yeah, I guess you're right let's go ahead and take a break and I'm gonna force you to laugh at this What's going on, everybody? Ryan Menendez here. Now, I know that you're such a fan of this podcast, you already know it, but part of this advertising is me explaining shit to you that you already know. Buckle up! So much of this podcast is based on me being a total kook. Now, a bunch of people have reached out to me, and they have let me know that they want to be a kook too. Now, this isn't something that you just stumble on. It doesn't happen by accident. You gotta put in practice. 10,000 hours, am I right? So what you need to do is read the books that I read. Now, what we've done is we have signed up to work with Audible so you can read the books to become a kook like me. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Now, here's what Audible wants. They want for you to go over there and get a free book that I'm offering you so you can read, you can get on board, you could sink below the waters and end up in the same place that I am. And what they're hoping is, is that you'll get that free book, you'll sign up, and then you'll forget to unsign up, and then they can charge you at least once, okay? You know it, I know it, we all know it. 
beat the system by breaking that contract before that happens or stay with them and continue to learn and grow and flourish like a big boy. So if you go to thoseguysyouhate.com right now, all of my reading recommendations are there. You could sign up and get the book for free and then you have 30 days to cancel your membership and you don't get beat on the deal. You know you won't because you're lazy. That's why you haven't moved out of your parents' house. We love you. Thank you for supporting those guys you hate. And let's get back to the show. Those guys. All right, Tyler. I'm just going to throw this at you as we, we go for a little break. I know more about physics than Isaac Newton ever did. You hate. Uh, I'm going to say, no, you don't. Of course I do. No, you don't. He didn't even know what a freaking atom was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do. Mm-hmm. I went to school with an atom. What's an atom? Uh, an atom is just the, it's, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't have to prove myself to you. That's a weird, weird, surprising weird, dude. weird example to go to. That's not, that's not how conversations work. It's not a test. This isn't tests my Haitian. This is a conversation. You're being a dick. Those guys you Red circle. She's doing it. Good for her. I'm so nervous. Good for her. I'm so nervous, Tyler. I good don't know her. why. She's, she's dressed up all cute. I'm like, that's a, that's a good plan. It's a way to go. Yeah. All right, Tyler. Welcome back to the show. Enough of our personal lives. Mm-hmm. Tyler's drinking a, a mid-afternoon beer. Well, it's a pre-party beer. Pre-party beer mm-hmm. in the afternoon. Ryan had to switch his schedule around this week. Usually as Thursdays off from his second job. Right. But unfortunately, he had to work to come see me. That's right. Do stand up. And because of this, he is going to miss the party today. And you're just, you're missing out. I don't mean to shame you, but shame. I just am not in the mood to get really drunk today. I, I, I've i been, you know, getting after it for the last couple of days. And I, I just need a day to relax. And I don't think that, uh, I just, I, it's not the right fit today. I love you so much. You know what is the right fit though, Tyler? Uh, no, I don't. I'm going to tell you. Celebrity mashups, Tyler. It's been going so well. Scared the shit out of me. Sorry about that. Yes, please clean that up. (laughs) Celebrity mashups, Tyler. I feel like you're enjoying it. I feel like the audience is enjoying it. Let's do some more of it. Are you ready for it? (laughs) Yes. All right, Tyler. This stand-up comedian was finally put in jail under the controversial three strikes law. What? Richard Pryor convictions, Tyler. <laughs> Richard Pryor convictions. How are you not getting these? That one's, that one's your best one yet. I don't I will know admit. why you keep saying that. They're but, all classics, Tyler. But I, I will say, the problem with this game, as much as I love it, I, I the problem with, very careful what you say. The next. problem with this game is I have no epic hope of guessing these. I, <laughs> I feel like these are just on the tip of your tongue. You're just not trying hard enough. That's Tyler, what it is. Speaking of classics. This classic NBA big man can't play tonight due to the unexpected loss of his father. Um, I don't know. Alonzo mourning a death, oh, Tyler. No, Alonzo mourning a death. I genuinely tried on that you one. You could have gotten that one. I was like, Shaquille O'Neal, no, nothing. Tyler, when you missed that Damn one, it. it just made me go, oof. Have you ever done that? Just been like, oof. We got to work on your segues. What's the problem? <laughs> we got to work on your segues. When his dad man. died, I was like, oof. Ryan, you know this segment. This is when somebody does something really awkward, and you got to say, oh, oh. Yeah. This one's on me, Ryan. This one's on me. Okay, what you got? A big oof to me. Okay. Last weekend, I celebrated my 34th birthday and I accidentally delivered the news to my best friend of our mutual friend's death right before the festivities began. At party time. Right before party time. We're standing in a beautiful apartment, <laughs> and said best friend is weeping on the terrace. I, the, the, fuse, the fuse had been lit for the party. It was getting oh, yeah. ready to explode. Oh, yeah. And right as we wait for the fireworks to commence, I lean over and go, hey, you hear that this guy died? I <laughs> thought it was just going to be news that she had heard a thousand times already. Weird way to present it, no matter what the circumstance. First, well, actually, how I really did it was, hey, did you, I was looking on my phone and say, hey, did you hear that this guy died? And she walked over going, who? Right when she said who, I immediately went, uh-oh. So I'll see you tonight at the party. Yeah. What yeah. party? So, ah! so 
<laughs> I've done that before too. Me too. So Ryan, Yo. a big oof to me. Mm. I don't like that. At oh. all. I don't like that at all. Uh, yeah. It was so oh. awkward. Yeah, I was there for it. Uh, it's something we probably shouldn't talk about, which is the opposite of what we can review is. <laughs> Review where Tyler and I say wacky things, and every other week we come back and we do a little research. Tyler, last week, for some reason, we discussed which was older, sandals or hair clips. <laughs> I don't know why. Did I find out? I hope so. This is imp- this one's important, right? Okay, here's the problem. I don't know why. It's been obfuscated by human intellect, Tyler. Sandals. 10,900 years before the present. Damn. Hair clips, 30,000 BCE. Damn. How do I compare those two? What do they mean? Are they the same? Are they not the same? What the hell? What, what, what's going on with BC and AD? What is the deal, Tyler? You're, so you're saying that one of them is 9,000 years away from where we are now? 10,000, uh, about 11,000 years away from where we are now. Okay. And then the other one is 30,000 BC, which means it's no, 30. No, BCE. Before. Yeah. Whatever. Current. Which, whatever. Which yes. means that it's 32,000 years ago. All right. Well, in that case, hair clips. Holy shit. The big time winner. Wow. That makes sense, actually. I guess so. Sure. Yeah. yeah little, sandals. Sandals are advanced technology. More simplistic. Sure. Yes. Sure. Did I tell you about my hair clip? Ryan, last yes. week, I guessed that Islam was the most practiced religion on earth. Was I correct? Was it Christianity? It is Christianity. I, that's what I thought. Yeah, uh, Christianity coming in at number one. Pew Research said back in 2017, it's really hard to get numbers on the whole world, so they do these censuses, you know, every so often. Uh, right. And so the most recent one I could find was from Pew Research 2017 that said there was 2.3 billion Christians while there are 1.8 billion Islamists. Wow. You know, it comes in on third place, which I think is going to be the thing that you find interesting. What comes in at third, Ryan? Um, Buddhists. Unaffiliated, Ryan. Oh, how about that? 1.2 billion, not atheists, unaffiliated. No wonder the world's going into the shitter. (laughs) I find it very interesting that trying to figure out how many Christians there are is being, you know, put together by Pew Research. That that makes me smile. It is interesting. Tyler, speaking of the Bible, last week I referenced scales falling from one's eyes. Did you know that was from the Bible? I I, I had never even heard that really? before, ever. Acts 9.18, very famous. Don't bring was, your religion here, bro. I said that that was like the blindfold falling off of your face. Was I right? You seem so excited. I'm going to say yes. Oh, I, I thought you were. was not. I got this from BibleHub.com, mm. Tyler, a whole different type of hub. Mm. Um, basically, scales, they almost mean it like, um, like an incrustation caused by acute inflammation, almost like when somebody's eyes turn white and opaque. That's what they were referencing. I thought scales was just an old-fashioned word for a blindfold. I was wrong. So instead of it being a, uh, some catchy poetic metaphor like you tried, sure. it's some kind of gross medical condition. Absolutely. Wow. It's just like okay. that. It's just eye boogers that run amok. <laughs> Ryan. Yes. Oh, you, got, you got something right. Yeah. Ah. Ryan, last week we discussed Roe v. Wade. Mm-hmm. You asked me to explain it to you, and I asked for a little more time to read up on it. Did I find more information? Oh, Yes. The case was brought forth by a woman named Norma McCorvey, a.k.a. Jane Roe, the equivalent of John Doe. Why? Oh, she wanted it, to be unnamed. Okay, so Roe was for women back then. Yeah, well, it still is. It's. No, it, I, I think it's Jane Doe, if I'm not I, I, I'm, mistaken. What did I say? You said Jane Roe or something like that? No, it's John Doe or Jane Roe. Male or female. We can review. At least, we can review. At least it used to be. Roe wanted to have an abortion, but lived in Texas, where it was a big no-no. Good to know things have advanced in the last 50 years. Big Roro. Her attorneys filed a lawsuit <laughs> against the local... De- big Roro. Peyton Manning, your stations. <laughs> and he's back. What don't you get, man? <laughs> she filed a lawsuit against the local district attorney, Henry Wade. Claiming the laws were unconstitutional 
The court ruled in her favor, but was then appealed, of course, taking it to the highest court in the land, not the Kardashians, Ryan, the, the Supreme, Supreme Court. court. That's correct. Sure. In 1973, in a seven to two ruling, Roe wins the case with the court pointing to the 14th Amendment, which says, we all know what that says, Ryan, 14th Amendment, the right to pet children. <laughs> Do I have that wrong? Uh, it's the right to privacy, Ryan. Two pet children. Ah, yes, this is my business. Please no, get off my, my lawn. The 14th Amendment states the right to privacy. The problem with that is, is what privacy means to you may not be how I perceive privacy. So depending on who's sitting in the judge's chair, uh, how they perceive that thing could differ from person to person so, and does. So you're saying appointing different people in the Supreme Court could change the way that the country works? Yes, right. Ah. Now, a final thing I'll say, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who criticized the ruling not only after, but before it even happened, joined the bench, uh, excuse me, before she even joined the bench, argued that instead of one big universal ruling, they should have deemed it unconstitutional and left it at that with no further action taken. So basically saying, they're trying to say, hey, you're not allowed to have an abortion, Supreme Court comes in and says that's unconstitutional and it should have been left at that with no further law being implemented. Wow. Draconian. Yeah. Yeah. So, but now the fight has restarted, Ryan. The fight has begun. Now because, now because the law has been taken down, now there's a reason to fight again. RBG actually thought that people s fell into a sense of security and safety and so they just stopped fighting uh, to codify abortion. Okay. Now people are going to take up the fight again. I hope that wasn't too long and too boring. Absolutely no problem. Back to you. Let's get back to making fun of you. Tyler, last week, Shit. you called it the oomph degree. Did you sound like a jackass? Oh, sure. And then when I pointed it out, you just kept saying, oomph, oomph. I did. It was yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of ease the tension. It wasn't Th to ease the tension. I was being goofy. It's the nth degree. N-T-H. The nth degree. And yeah, I don't know if you're doing it on purpose, but you sound like such a shithead which when you means say that. to the utmost. <laughs> Are you done? I'm done. I'm all finished. Ryan, well, last, <laughs> Ryan, last week we discussed rhino horn on the black market. Okay. What the hell is it actually used for? Do you think any answer I give could justify this fucked up practice? I called it a practice. Oh, okay. Uh, originally, when Homo sapiens were much younger, we would hunt rhino, use the whole thing. Okay. And then use the horn by carving all manner of things from it. Sure. From bowls and cups to dagger hilts. Sure, I understand that. And can you eat rhino meat? Oh, I would assume so. Okay. I would think so. I would imagine that if you are an aborigine or somebody who doesn't have unlimited resources, rhino skin and all of that stuff could be very useful. Absolutely. And I believe rhinos are pachyderms. I believe they're- I believe that's true. They have incredibly thick skin. So yeah. you're absolutely right. Uh, but of course- Rhino, along with pretty much every other animal, their numbers were decimated during the European colonial era. When White they, people are the worst. When they came, all right, let's not go that far. White European people are the worst. They, the, the European colonials, they came in uh, and they killed almost literally everything. Well, we've talked about those numbers of what's happened to animals since humans have been invented yeah and it's been it's quite alarming but those colonials really love a killing what's wrong with them what's going on just like killing sure. uh, ryan yo you'll find this wildly interesting contrary to popular belief there is no market for nor is it a commonly held belief anywhere that rhino horn is in any way an aphrodisiac that is not real. Okay, then why were they hunted to almost extinction? That is a good question. It has historically been used for medicinal purposes from snake bites and headaches to cups. Now, this is the coolest thing. Cups made from rhino horn being able to detect poison in someone's drink, which has some truth to it. By doing what? Simply because of the protein that rhino horn is made of, which is the same stuff as our fingernails and horse hooves. Okay. And I'm not a chemist, but because of the alkaline nature of poisons and because of the, I guess the reverse of this protein, it causes uh, the poison to emit bubbles in the drink. And you'll know very, if somebody's very interesting. Fucked with it. We definitely don't want to get any of those cups here. I, I, I definitely just learned something. I like it. Yeah. And the information is really cool, but it's not worth hunting something to extinction. 
Tomato, tomato. We can all have our own beliefs. You know what I mean? I don't think that applies here. Great job, Tyler. And uh, that's my final one, right? That is Week in Review, player. I know you have one more segment. I would never do you dirty by not following up with some final celebrity mashups, and we'll get the F out of here. Sounds great to me, buddy. Tell me what's up. Ryan. Please explain what this is for people who don't know what's happening right yes, now. Yes, Ryan, because I'm turning it I'm turning it around on you. Ryan created this segment, Tyler Menendez Observations, which you have not subjected me to this hell in quite a while, mm-hmm. but I have turned it around on him, and this is one of my very rare Ryan Menendez Observations. Let's hear what you got, punk. It's not even an insult. I'm just curious and want the audience to know that I'm Ryan, a weird cat. Ryan has a very particular, like I think most people do, a very particular morning routine. Very specific morning routine. Very, very much so. And during this morning routine, he likes to sit out back. That back patio is yours. You have claimed it. I've seen you piss and poop all over it sure. to claim your territory. It has nothing to do with that. I'm just lazy. <laughs> and my uh, Ryan Menendez observations just falls to the dance the battle if you will with the sun that i see you do sure, on sure. a daily basis because our patio we are not a rich people right yeah we are not so we have used a, to be we're thankful to say that we have a patio of any kind absolutely and ryan it is it is ostensibly his and when he goes I, out there i will share it with all when he goes out there to meditate which isn't real and to do all his other uh, phony stuff sure he's always in a constant cat and mouse game absolutely never the cat always the mouse and it, with the sun and it's not just with the sun you got rain you got all sorts of things the lizards out there have lost their natural fear of me <laughs> they're now the ones running the joint well with the rain the lightest drop on your wrist and i notice you will come inside I'm gone, man. you don't fuck with that i'm not looking all. for those problems you know what i mean the sun you'll do this little this little sure. dance i don't mind it. sitting you in the, the sun dance. every now and then but it's crazy hot down here and yes i think that if people were to know the schedule that i follow and i don't just mean doing the same thing every day i mean wearing the same thing every day do you position yourself every time in terms of? Just when you go back there, do you always sit in the same place? Do you always f- face the same way? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah of yeah, course, yeah. man. I'm a man of a schedule. And I like it that way. That wasn't so bad. I braced myself. No, no, You know no, what no. is bad, Tyler? I could have done that time you pooped yourself. Celebrity mashups. <laughs> Celebrity mashups. Hey, I'll, I'll just rip this off quick because All it right. has been going terribly. All right. Tyler, can you tell me about this quirky actor who stays fit by almost jogging every morning. You'll always make me giggle with the word quirky, but no, I don't know. This quirky actor who stays fit by almost jogging every morning? You don't know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't. I'm talking about one power walking Phoenix, Tyler. Oh my God. What? Come on. You've never gone out power walking? (laughs) Sound like a jackass right now. I'm I'm primarily a sedentary person. Really? Oh wait, I forgot to do this. Uh, and finally, Tyler, there's something weird about you giving yourself the sound effect. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> uh, Tyler, for the, my final one, uh-huh. this old time rocker doesn't like to give away his favorite places to sleep under the stars. What? Where does John Cougar Mellon camp, Tyler? <laughs> I'm, I'm dying to know. Someone tell me. The vistas look beautiful on all his Instagram stories. That one may have saved you the rest of the way. I'm back, baby. (laughs) Great job. You saved the best one for last, and the payoff was a worth it. This is literally what happens in my brain all day long, and I'm glad that I can inflict it on someone else. Inflict inflict being the right word. Speaking of inflicting on someone else, please tell them how they can be part of all of our stuff, Tyler. Thoseguysyouhate.com. Write us... uh, Subscribe to all of our pages, please. We love and appreciate all your support. Thank Where you does guys. John Cougar Mellencamp, Tyler? Where does John Cougar Mellencamp? Eh, it loses some of its luster on the second <laughs> go through. Jennifer Carter, <laughs> your wages. Tyler, great job this week. What is the moral of the story? Uh, the moral of the story is, we say this all the time on the show, guys. It is going to feel sometimes like we become untethered, almost like we're losing our grip on reality, maybe because of something we're going through or just because we're having an off day and that's okay. Don't worry. You're not going anywhere. Uh, You're always 
right there. Sure. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to keep that in mind sometimes. What's the moral of the story, Ryan? Uh, I think that it is be very interesting with this moral of the story too. I think it's okay to kind of, maybe this is in the same vein of what you were saying, kind of venture through what's going on inside of us. Do we have these biases that have been installed in us in, in a time that we weren't even aware when these you're, you're a victim of your environment for such a long time. It's okay to root through some of those boxes in your subconscious's attic and be kind to yourself and be nice. And everything much like you were kind of describing is okay. Yeah. And as we go on this journey or self-discovery, whatever you want to call it, these behaviors that we've normalized that are actually very self-destructive, uh, be patient with yourself as you start to discover them because that can be confusing as hell. It is a scary time to be alive. We are those guys you hate. Be kind or we'll kill you. We're time to, <laughs> what? I don't, I, I, I had what? something, I had something <laughs> perfect and then you kept talking. I'm so sorry. You do that all the time. I do. I, I just want to keep talking to you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
barely stuck to what I had written down. But isn't that what you want to be able, like a jazz musician from the 1930s, you want to be able to improv your way to the top? Oh, that that is a sweet comparison, what you're doing. And you got to be a little blacker, Tyler. <laughs> a little bit blacker. An extra sweet comparison. No. <laughs> well, the blacker, the berry, the sweeter, the juice. I definitely think that you should go in there and be malleable and be able to work with that stuff and get sure. the energy from the crowd and give it back for sure. But- what uh, I mean, what you want to go up there with is ostensibly a script. You of know, course. you know the notes you're hitting. You know the joke, uh, the the punchline. You know, and it ends, or excuse me, it it flows like any other kind of art in a wave. And I was trying to force it, and it was, well, that, uh, and that's what I think. Yeah. It's more your style. I think it's some people would like Seinfeld famously hits his mark, and then you've got some people famous like. Bill Cosby, who just improvs, you know what I mean? For sure. And I think it just comes down to, just like with starting this podcast, just takes getting used to it. Remember of when course. Remember when we first started, and I don't even mean the sound quality or anything like that, just the nervousness sure. of us behind the microphones. I still feel that way. For sure. And uh, there still is some of that re uh, residual sure. feeling. No, and it was it, it was cool. We, we had a really good time. I thought that you did great. Um, Can I speak to a feeling that makes me... Feel selfish? Sure. An emotion I experienced that night that made me feel very selfish? Please. Uh, I, in my insecurity, uh, really didn't want anybody there. Like, I wanted just a couple of people to help document the night and and me do it with nothing but strangers in the crowd. And what wound up happening was about 12 people showed up. You did own half of the room. The, I did. Yeah. I did. And, and man, I... And I feel so bad saying it out loud. I, there's some real anger wow. uh, there because because I remember being there and half of me was like, man, how lucky am I that I have all these people that care about me and want to support me? And the other half was like, motherfucker, bro. I told I, you what I wanted. I didn't want anybody here. Right, and let's, this, and let's, now there's a fucking crowd of people that I know. Let's uh, let's name names, Tyler. Let's. I <laughs> what know do you who, mean? I was there. I, I better... <laughs> I better not be on this fucking list. I'll tell you that. Well, it's just the the dichotomy, the war inside of me. And like, how lucky am I? These motherfuckers. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, that's what you're talking about. I, I just, we'll cut that yeah, out. Yeah, well, I'll cut that out. Yeah, but you know what you did, yeah. bitch. <laughs> Um, I, it was, it was the fact that like, I remember just standing there and looking at the crowd and, and just switching back and forth. Yeah. Happy, sad, happy, sad. I, I tell her what you're describing. I deal with on a daily basis in terms of like, I'll get really angry about something. And then there's somebody else in there that's like, this is really selfish. This is things that happen to normal people all the time. Mm. And you're being a bitch right now. <laughs> and the other me's like, fuck you. And then somebody else is like, don't talk to him like that. Yeah. It's weird, man. I was yeah, going to say, yeah, 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 yeah. quite the cacophony. And you suicide's have the only there. answer, Tyler. Jesus, dude. Are you wow. in a mood today? I, I got to tell you. You are very hard to work with. This used to just ebb and flow. And now every time I call somebody out specifically by name or make a suicide joke, the whole thing comes to a crashing halt. Right. And that wasn't a suicide joke. You literally just said suicide is the answer. That's the joke. That's not a joke. That's the joke. <laughs> suicide is not the answer. And there, not the answer. That's the plot twist that nobody sees coming. <laughs> and I will say this, my own. You are dark today. My <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this Ryan, but he is dark. Let's get through this. <laughs> it's my chemical romance, Ryan. And uh, it was great. And there were a couple of really people who looked really comfortable up there. There were a couple up there. We were in the second row. Sure. And I was digging my nails so deeply mm -hmm. into Nicole's arm that I thought I was going to take back, a, you know, a fist you because I <laughs> pound of flesh. I can't <laughs> operate in that kind of awkward. Have you ever experienced somebody bombing on stage before like that uh, amateur show? It, they're right there in front of you because of my anxiety. I experience people bombing just in regular life. Like you thought that was going to be like my suicide joke, but on the opposite side. Sure. Sure. And oh, then that it, would make sense. And then my narcissism was soothed when that gay guy called me out uh, for being handsome. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, Here's the thing. I was uncomfortable here. This wasn't about me, mm -hmm. but we're back, baby. Like yeah. that, that soothed me. For the rest of the night, I was like, everything's fine. For anybody who watches the show, the comedian on stage referred to Ryan as the deep and, and from the boys. I got to tell you, 
kind of a dickhead thing that he did to me because now as we're watching the show, the deep does some pretty embarrassing things. Hey, he's a, an embarrassing character. And I'm like, what are you doing to us, bro? <laughs> but, but he's handsome. Hard to argue. And he loves dolphins. Boy, does he love dolphins. He no spoilers, but uh, yeah, he is. Uh, well, he, he's the Aquaman character. Is it really more that like much? Awkward Man, bro? <laughs> he, he, he is cringy That's as pretty all good. F. He really is. And, uh, and that just on a branch of this conversation shows really good. Uh, surprise book nook. Check it out. If you have, uh, boys, I got to tell you, it's, it, it is as captivating as any of the first two episodes of anything that I've ever watched. You know what I mean? So going back to the original conversation, you've just dis- uh, discussed it in the past. Could you ever see yourself standing up there and doing that? I honestly think that now that I've gone and experienced it through that prism, I think that uh, I could do it. I think that we could do it. Which I think is is very important as well, is experiencing it, because that's what I did, is you sure. go and you you sit in the audience and go, okay, what should I expect? Sure. And uh, yeah, it's scary, but also I think that's a circumstance that I've, I've um, enjoyed throughout time. I think you and I getting up there could be really fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. And I think we could have a lot of fun and play off each other and draw the crowd in. Definitely. And I think it would ease some of the tension. Oh, absolutely. Because you always have somebody there to rely on. I'm not terrible. He's terrible. No, it's not me. (laughs) I know my lines. Tyler, you're supposed to walk here, you idiot. Uh, And and just to close. stage left. (laughs) Don't say that. Just do it. Uh, And and just to close this little loop here, one of my buddies that I work with is also a stand-up comedian and apparently is working at the rival Theater. He JJ is very mad at you. Whoa! Apparently, you popped your cherry in somebody else's bedroom. Oh no! And, and bro, it is like the the biggest theater geek gang war that I've ever heard of. He's like, you guys went over there. You're supposed to be in my troop. You don't go. And I'm like, brother, this is sad. Wow, you're, you're doing something that is sad. I've inserted myself in a turf war. That's of exactly sorts. right. Can we name drop it? Can we say what's? Do you know the name of the other club? I don't. But thank you for doing that. <laughs> Thank you so much. Why don't you listen to JJ? JJ, I love you. <laughs> Try to use my name a little bit more often when talking to me so I tune in. Speaking of tuning you in. You are the embarrassing character. You are the D. <laughs> I am awkward, man. Let's do the show. <laughs>